Hey, I'm Brett Larkin, and welcome to the Yoga Hacks podcast, where we make yoga so much more than just something we do on a mat. We're talking hacky ways to stretch and feel good in our daily lives, using yoga philosophy to solve everyday problems. Ultimately, this is about you wanting to live your best life and feel amazing in your body using yoga and meditation as a tool. It's time to get creative, time to have fun, and remember, you can always be stretching, you can always be centered, you can always feel great in your body. Let's jump in to this week's episode. Hello, my friends. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about how you can find more time in your life, how you can magically heal your relationship with time and shift from someone who is maybe rushing or feels like there is a lack of time to feeling that time is really abundant and that is something that is continually opening and giving to you and sort of three-dimensional and not this linear ticking clock that causes anxiety and worry and rushing for so, so many of us. So healing and changing your relationship with time um, is a really big project and it's something that I decided to take on this year. Um, as I'm going through a lot of changes this year, a new decade of my life, I'm getting married. There's just a lot going on. And when I took a step back, the biggest thing that I really wanted to change about myself was just to eliminate that feeling of rush and anxiety and busyness that, you know, is a huge part of my life. And I'm sure a big part of many of your lives as well. Just, you know, modern life demands so much of us and it's really easy to kind of get bitten by the busy bug and constantly be frantic and rushing around and never feeling like there's enough time. And I know that there are people, you know, some of them are my teachers, some of them are my friends, but they just aren't living in that space, right? They have a completely different relationship to time. They seem a lot more relaxed. And so I just, I knew it was possible to have a completely different relationship with time than the one I have uh, right now or the one I've had so far throughout my whole life. And um, I wanted to share with you basically some of the four tips or the four big ways that I've been making this shift. And I've really found that uh, the combination of these tips uh, using these different things has made a huge difference for me. I feel like a really different person um, since I've been really focusing on healing my relationship with time and bringing that into the forefront of my mind and my day for the past couple weeks now. So I'm really excited to share this information with you and hope that it resonates uh, for you as well. So the first thing I wanted to talk about which is really the foundational step of everything else was, uh, is to identify what rushing or identify what a lack of time or that panic feeling of, oh, there's so much to do, to really identify that as a physical feeling in your body. So what does that feel like? And since this is something I'm working on myself, I'm happy to share uh, what my experience was, but I noticed 
several things that when I feel super busy or like I have too much to do or I sit down and I'm like, oh, I'm going to tackle this huge list of things. Let's go. Right. There is several things going on. There's um, a, a subtle clenching in my stomach, like a, like a drop, like a worry, fear, panic feeling. That's a very much a contraction in my lower body. Um, there's a rising of my shoulders, uh, like a subtle, you know, um, lifting of my trapezius muscles and there's a shortness of breath, right? (laughs) Um, and there's also something I realized that's actually a little bit pleasurable, which is this sort of like buzzing adrenaline feeling in my brain. I don't drink coffee, but uh, the few times I have the, that kind of feeling or buzz that you get from drinking coffee, almost a little bit like a high, um, there's that feeling as well. And I think that that's a huge key to unlocking, uh, this whole situation. Like if you are someone who, always out of time, always rushing, always taking on too much, always busy. Um, there's probably something you secretly like about it. Like there's probably something, there's probably a lot of physical feelings that maybe aren't so good, but there's probably also something that you kind of get a kick off, um, or get a kick out of like for, for me with that kind of adrenaline feeling for whatever reason, that's a pleasurable feeling because I like sit at the computer or do whatever I'm doing. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And it's exciting, right? It's, um, this adrenaline boost. Um, and you know, if, to, if we're constantly rushing or if we constantly find that we have too much on our plate or we constantly find ourselves in a situation, I think a really nice tactic is to, again, identify the physical feeling, but keep in mind that if you keep ending up in this place, there's probably secretly something you like about it or something that uh, you you do enjoy about it. And if you can kind of figure out what that is, you're going to have a much better time unraveling everything. And for me, I think what it really came down to is that kind of buzzing adrenaline feeling was something I liked just because for me, that feeling made me feel, uh, important. Like I like confident, you know, like I knew what I was doing and I was tackling all this stuff. There was sort of an empowerment, uh, to that feeling. And, you know, when you figure that out, whatever it is for you, it's a nice place to be in because instead of just thinking like, Oh, I'm crazy. I, you know, stress myself out constantly. You start to realize, you know, I do this, but there's something positive in here too. There's something I clearly like about it. And once I figured that out, um, and I realized that this is something I want to actively let go of. I was like, Hmm, you know, that adrenaline feeling is really just pure energy and I can display pure energy in my life in a way that isn't that adrenaline rushing feeling, right? I could display pure energy through smiling. I could display pure energy through like walking like a goddess really tall with a super tall spine. Um, so, you know, for me, it was just figuring out like, oh, there's this like energy empowerment thing that I get a kick out of from rushing. Um, but how could I channel that energy better? Right. So instead of it manifesting as that like rush, go, go, go feeling, um, clearly I like you know, I have a lot of energy. How can I manifest that energy in a different way? So, um, you know, maybe you're like me and you'll kind of 
you know, resonate with that, or maybe you're going to have to dig a little deeper and see what it is you're attracted to about you know, rushing or being someone who's always busy? Like, does it make you feel really important? Does it make you feel valued? Does it make you feel loved? Does it make you feel like excited and kind of high like it did for me? And then once you really see and acknowledge that, you can start to make shifts. Um, And identifying all of these things, and especially the physical feeling, is really, really, really important because once I um, was able to identify those feelings... I was then able to notice every time I was rushing well before I was unconscious of it. So just like so much of yoga is teaching us how to be conscious of what we do habitually or helping us step into the role of the observer of our thoughts, our actions, um, until I really broke down each of the feelings that you know I just rush naturally and wouldn't even realize that I made a shift into being that rushing, anxious person until I really broke down what that felt like. And then every time I started to feel that, either that buzzing in my head or like the tensing of my stomach or shoulders, I was able to go, whoa, whoa, stop. Clearly I'm rushing. That's something I'm actively not doing anymore. So I was able to catch myself. So you really need to be able to do kind of like police yourself, right? Police work on yourself. And that starts with this detective work of figuring out um, what, what, how rushing manifests in your body and how and why you're secretly attracted to it. Because if you're someone who's always rushing like me or always busy like me, right, there's something in that, that, that you're attracted to if you keep ending up there again and again. Okay. So that's the first big part and my first big tip. And then some other things that I started doing to really shift my relationship with time is I started asking myself the question when I'd get up in the morning, um, I'd ask myself, what if today were a vacation day? Like what if today were like, if I didn't have anything to do today, what would I do? Um, and that was a very great starting point for me personally. And I hope it can be for you too, because one of the reasons I think a lot of us rush and I knew that I rushed and was always so busy was because I was seeking this end state at which point, you know, everything would be done. And then I'd get to do what I really wanted to do, which is like read my book or lounge in bed or do 90 minutes of restorative yoga or, you know, whatever it is. And there was, um, I, I had trouble with being able to do those things until I felt like I had accomplished enough, right? It was like I had to, uh, I was excited to be done so then I could enjoy myself. Basically delayed gratification. And when I started asking myself the question, like, what if today were a vacation? What if I didn't have to do anything today? What would I do? Um, I found that you know, the things I wanted to do were pretty, pretty simple. It would be like, oh, well, like I'd go get a chai and go for a long walk or I would do some yoga right now, or I'd read my book in a cafe right now and, you know, eat a croissant or whatever. So I actually started just doing those things in the morning and just kind of gave myself a couple days. And I was like, you know, work will either it'll get done or it won't. But what I found really interestingly happened is that I would indulge myself by doing whatever it is that I said I really wanted to do. Like if I could do anything or spend my morning anyway, this is what I'd do, you know, like 90 minute bath or reading in the cafe or whatever. And, you know, I'll finish my bath or finish my croissant or whatever, um, or my green juice on a better day. And then I'd feel really full and kind of happy and excited to work, you know, because I love everything I do, um, for the most part. So it was 
so it was sort of amazing how if I just indulged myself at the beginning of the day and didn't worry about time, doing a lot of these indulging things, it's like, oh, maybe they take 30 minutes, maybe they take two hours. But I always felt really happy and excited to work after doing those things. It wasn't like I just wanted to slack off and do nothing all day. It was like if I could just fill up my internal tank a little bit, um, or if I could just fill up my internal tank to the, to the point where like, I don't know if it's like that inner child or what, what it is, but that craving felt, um, fulfilled. So I didn't feel so victimized by like my circumstance of having to like go to my computer right away that the rest of my day was really productive and that time was just on my side for the whole rest of the day. I'd be like, wow, I can't believe I got so much done by two o'clock or three o'clock. And I spent, you know, a whole hour this morning, you know, relaxing. How did that happen? Like I was shocked that I was still getting as much done as I was. Um, so that's something I'd encourage you to play with. And of course, you know, you may be someone who goes to an office and you have to be there at 8am or whatever, but if there are just small ways that you can, you know, treat yourself, um, and act like, you know, life is a little bit more of a vacation, whether it's like walking to work or, um, just taking a moment to write something I've been doing recently is writing a lot of handwritten letters. Like just take a moment to stop at a cafe on the way to work and write a handwritten letter. Maybe you have to get up earlier, but, um, just to really treat and indulge that part of yourself that's yearning for that downtime, that you time, that whatever it is, um, maybe it's, you know, going to a yoga class. Um, just to get that done and that you think it would make you lose productivity because maybe you get to work at nine instead of eight or something like that. But I found it actually had time slow down for me the whole rest of the day and I was happy. Um, so that, that was huge. And then the third thing is you need to obviously (laughs) say no to more things if you're, um, you know, trying to slow down and not rush as much and just generally take it easy. And I feel like I could do a whole podcast on just saying no and all the work that needs to go into that. I think especially for women, it's just, it's difficult. I know for me to say no to things and no to opportunities. Um, but one trick or tip that I wanted to share with you all that's been working pretty well for me is to say no to things, but then also to do a share or open up and be vulnerable uh, as well with whoever you're saying no to. So for example, um, instead of just saying, you know, like no or no in a text message or like, no, I can't, to give a little bit more to the person you're saying no to and just doing saying something like, um, you know, I would love to, but I'm really working right now on taking on less. Um, I've been feeling especially busy because of X, Y, Z going on in my life right now. And I'm just really actively cultivating, trying to do less. So I'd love to do this either at a later time or, you know, of course being really nice. But what I found is when I just started using as, um, saying no as an opportunity to actually share with people, um, what I'm going through, like for real (laughs) in my life right now, or what I'm working on for real in my life right now, um, the response was always really positive. And people would be like, you know, I feel so busy too. Like, how are you doing this? Do you have tips? Or like, um, you know, I can totally relate how you feel or, you know, I want to say, you know, like people are just really receptive when you open up and share what you're working on. So if you're working on saying no, which is something I am doing, um, 
instead of being like worried of saying no and people having a bad reaction to it, if you add no with a share, as long as that share is really true and authentic. And I mean, again, like you don't want to, I'm not saying like tell strangers your life story, but even just mentioning to someone like, Hey, I'm actively trying to say no to more things right now. Um, for that person, that might be like really eye opening for them. And they might be like, wow, that's really cool. I, I maybe want to try something like that. They might be really inspired by you, I guess is my point. Um, or they just might feel a lot closer to you or that they've established a more authentic relationship with you. Um, and so basically you saying no turns into this like opportunity to transform friendships and relationships with everyone around you when you just get really honest about why you're saying no. And especially with text messages and everything, it's just, um, it really encourages to, to like make up an excuse or just be like, no, I can't, no, I'm tired. No, I'm busy. You know, like, but instead just really, I encourage you to open up and just be like, you know, no, this is either something I'm working on or this is what I'm going through right now. And, um, it just, it's going to deepen your bonds with everyone around you. And I know for me saying no was scary to me because I was afraid people wouldn't like me or saying no would cut off bonds that I had with people. But in doing no with a share of some kind that's authentic and true, it's actually the reverse. And it's sort of a win-win because you get to say no and you get to deepen your bonds and relationships with everyone as well. Um, so that's that one. And then my fourth big epiphany with time, um, is, is really a big one. And I started to really question how I judged myself, um, at the end of a day, like what was, how I sort of evaluated myself, uh, like what made a good day or what made a productive day and what made a not productive day. And what I found when I sort of dug a little deeper into my own internal mental processes, again, this is like very much yoga, yoga sutras, like stepping into the role of the observer, seeing how your mind works. But I realized how my mind worked was that I really judged myself on how much I got done. Like a good day was I got a ton of stuff done. And, you know, a, a day when I didn't get a lot of stuff done, I wasn't really happy with myself. I was you know, kind of, um, disappointed or bummed out or yeah, just not happy with myself. So I realized that I was evaluating myself on a scale that had very much to do with like how many items got checked off the list or how much got done. And I decided that in moving into this new phase of my life, this new decade of my life, what's going to be, you know, my marriage, that that's not the scale I want to use anymore. Like I'm just throwing that metric, that way of evaluating out the window. It's just not serving me. It's not helpful. It hasn't been helpful for the past, um, many, many years. And I decided that the scale that I do want to use is the quality of how I felt throughout the day. Like how kind and calm was I to (laughs) the people around me throughout the day? How kind to myself and calm did I feel throughout the day? that the quality of how I felt was the new scale that mattered. So when I'd start to like rush to do something, I'd first identify that I was rushing because I did the work of identifying all the physical aspects that went with that. So I could like catch myself like, oh, you're rushing. And then, um, oh, well, if I don't rush, I might not get this done. But then it's like, oh, well, 
I don't care if I get it done or not because the metric with which I'm now evaluating me at the end of the day, like when my head hits the pillow, isn't how much I got done. It's how I carried myself, how I felt, how kind I was, how calm I was. And that's the new priority metric. So instead of jumping and rushing into doing whatever I was about to do, like I'm going to read my book again for a little bit and have a couple sips of tea or, you know, I'm going to, you know, take the long way to class today or whatever it is. And that to me, this, this last part was really a breakthrough because all of a sudden the, the scale like was just a completely different metric that I was using. And it didn't come naturally at first, but once I really identified the scale, the metric I was using to identify like good or bad day, I'm happy with who I am as a person or not happy with who I am as a person. Um, and I'd encourage you all to do this. Like what's the metric that you're using to judge that? And I just decided the metric I was using, which was how much I got done was just so totally not relevant and not what I wanted anymore. Um, I was able to replace it with this new metric of just how I felt, what's the quality of how I feel throughout the day. And now that that's the priority, I've just been seeing so much positive change because I still get a lot done. I don't know, honestly, if I'm getting more or less done than I did before, but I feel calm all the time and I feel great. And at the end of the day, I'm not beating myself up if I didn't get something done because what's more important is how I felt throughout the day. And honestly, I still think I'm getting a lot done. It just, my whole day feels really different and it feels like I have so much more time. Um, so that my friends is the podcast about how I'm changing and healing my relationship with time. And, um, I think this is a huge, huge project that I'd encourage as many of you as are interested to take on because it is life-changing. Um, you know, time is the one thing that, you know, it's like everyone has 24 hours in a day is a really common phrase, but I kind of don't really buy that anymore. It's like, um, you know, everyone has 24 hours in a day, but the quality of each hour and how you spend it, whether you spend it in a blurry rushing haze of adrenaline or you spend it, you know, calmly, taking on each project in front of you mindfully, right? Like those are, it may be mathematically like 24 hours for everyone, but if you're calm, it's going to feel, for me at least, it feels like time is just like opening and expanding and like three dimensional and there's just so much more of it. And, um, it's really, really cool. So make sure to like this podcast or video if you're watching it on YouTube, um, maybe share it with a friend, but especially let me know your feedback. Uh, let me know if this was helpful. Let me know if you can relate to any of what I shared and if you're interested in doing kind of a big project like this, uh, as well to kind of just totally change your relationship with time. Um, and I will talk to you and see you all in my, my next videos, next podcast from my heart to yours. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening and joining me all the way to the very end. Make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel. You've downloaded my app full of free yoga classes that 
also has episodes of this podcast right in the app. Jump over to brettlarkin.com, get my free 18 days of awesome yoga jumpstart if you haven't done that already, and start integrating stretching into your day-to-day routine for real at alwaysbestretching.com. Remember, you can tweet to send requests or questions about the show to at Larkin Yoga TV. And it would mean so much to me if you shared this podcast with a friend. Since you're here with me till the very, very end, I also wanted to invite you to join my private Facebook group where I talk about hacking yoga and meditation into my daily life and give you ideas on how you can do the same, sharing things that I usually just don't feel comfortable putting on YouTube or my public page. Just go to yogahackscommunity.com, all one word, yogahackscommunity, and click request access to join. Until next time, remember, always be doing yoga, always be stretching.